This is Harry Hard Football. On today's show, we talk about why it's been so long since we've done a podcast. We talk about training camp just around the corner. The B-Mitch being fired for criticizing the team. The Bruce Smith conviction. And much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? What's up? What's up? What's my excellent friend? What's happening, hey. Harry Hog Nation? What's up, dude? Redskins Nation? You guys are like complete what's slackers. What's going on? Slackers, I say. Slackers. <laughs> yep, this is the first time in a long time that we haven't hit every week pretty much. You know, we've never gone past two weeks. And this is the first time since when? I don't know. Since uh, before episode one. Yeah, before episode one. So 174 episodes ago. It's Josh's fault. But, yeah, it's my fault. I was on vacation. I was on an island. Well, you know, if Chris Cooley can drive cross country to go burn a cow in a field in Wyoming during July, during his vacation, then I think, you know, maybe you can go for a couple weeks without without a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not that I didn't think about the Redskins, though. You know, my first day on the beach, I walked down there, and no kidding you, there's this girl, and she's in this Redskins bikini. And unfortunately, Amy, my wife, would not let me go up and ask if I could get a picture with her. I couldn't understand why. Um. Anyway, I tried to sneak one from my beach chair with the iPhone, but... uh you know, she was kind of down the beach a little ways, and I was trying to be all sneaky about it. It just didn't work out. Anyway. So what, what you were doing, you were you were trying to take a uh, – what, what would you call that? He was a, trying to take one for the team. You call that? A, uh, I don't know. A, um, a candid camera photograph? She's going to have <laughs> you arrested, dude. Smile, you're on Harry Hog football? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, it was all about so anyway, the suit anyway. There, there was so, nothing else. It was just the, the bikini is the thing that was cool. Right. So. Sure. I'm sure it would have been and then, more... and then at the end of the day, when you when you uh, looked at your white, your lily white skin, you were like, man, now I am a red skin. Cause look at this big sunburn I got. <laughs> I'm sh- Dude. I actually got a nice little tan going on. I'm sure it would have been a nicer picture than what we're used to at Harry Hog Football where we see like big fat men wearing like oversized jerseys and their faces painted up. Dude, that's us. Oh, wait. Us. Oh, yeah, right. Except for John. Oh, John anyway. is a twig. Speaking of, I want to give a shout-out to... Oh, yeah, but that's why I like going to the games in the winter so I can wear my big-ass coat so I look like I'm big. Um, okay. As you guys can probably see, the picture that Aaron's got on the uh, podcast right now. Anyway, mm. what I was going to say is I want to give a shout-out to our dog up in... New York, where John's going to be next week, to uh, Ken Hurd for printing out these sweet. Actually, I don't think he printed them. He um, airbrushes these sweet um, Joe Gibbs Redskin shirts. And only problem is um, they're sausage wrappers on me and Josh. So it looks like John's going to have a couple Redskin shirts coming his way. Woohoo! But. Yeah, we you, talked about these a couple months ago. 
Um, they're really sweet looking. So when I when I get them, I'll take a picture and we'll uh, get them on there. I know we're talking about putting those on our website and whatnot. So yeah. So if you yeah yeah thank thanks Ken. And you know what? If there's a lot of interest there, we uh, I think we talked about trying to uh, move some of those for Ken too. What he's yeah. he's in school right or something? Trying to put himself through. Yeah, school? he's trying to make it through school up in Giant up in New York. So um, yep. Exactly. If you guys want to support Ken and are interested in this sweet um, retro-looking Joe Gibbs shirt, go ahead and send us an email at redskinsfan@harryhogfootball.com and we'll get you in contact. Hook you up. Yeah, uh, and I'll I'll put something up on redskinsbook.com this week also, so that uh, we'll do a Ken Hurd retro Joe Gibbs shirt group or something. There, we'll figure it out. We got a couple. Um, hey, since since we're giving shouts out, I wanted to say one more thing. Uh, got an, got an email, you know, from, uh, Kevin in Scotland who, um, who had his, his latest Redskins fan, right? We didn't already talk about this, right? Um, I don't know. Did we? That's quiet. That's quiet. It's been like a month Kevin, since our Kevin podcast. in Scotland. Yeah, I know. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks. Kevin in Scotland had a, um, had a baby, had a son on the third, Friday, the third of July, uh, uh, his son's name is Logan, and uh, basically uh, he's the newest Redskins fan in the UK. So we wanted to point that out and say uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Kevin. Far out, excellent. Way to go, Kevin! Congratulations on that. Um, I also wanted to point out that our good pal—I um, forgot who it was that sent it. Sorry. Another license plate. Another license plate picture. Since the license plate episode, we've been getting license plate pictures sent in and comments about license plates. And um, left and right, or at least a couple. Yeah, we got one from a from a listener in California. Greg. Um, Greg, out there. Was it Greg? No, he's actually in D.C. He just says Carolina plates. No, California plate. California plate. California plate. Yeah, California plate. Yeah, California plate. I was thinking about that other one. Anyway, his license plate, which I'm going to put up right here in the podcast. If you look at your iPod or your iTunes screen, you'll see it. Says Dallas sucks. Yeah, we got an APB on D A L S C K S. I repeat, that's D A L S C K S California license plate. Nice. Dude, dude, he could probably drive around in D.C. and do whatever he wants, and they're going to be like, oh, let that boy go. It's like, <laughs> I didn't see no speeding truck. Nah. Exactly. There's at, least a yes, few, there's at least a few cops in D.C. that are Cowboys fans. There's always Cowboys fans somewhere. Ravens fans. Well, you know, there's always front runners. Yeah. Don't you love the Ravens fans that are always like, I've always been a Ravens fan. <laughs> How long have the uh, Ravens been around? And they're like 50. Since the Colts. <laughs> since the Browns, since the Browns came back to uh, came to Baltimore, yep. Anyway, man, I've always anyway. been a Ravens fan since last year. I've always been a Ravens fan since the Browns came to Baltimore. Change your name. Anyway, let's All dive right. into this itinerary. We got? we got we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, right? Yeah, we need to hurry this thing up. All, All right, right. Uh, first Hit item it. of business: training camp starts on July thirtieth. That's only. Two weeks away, folks. <laughs> Two weeks away till there's some football action. And I also wanted to point out that it's only four weeks away from our first preseason game. It's even better. 
Mm-hmm. Football season is right around the corner. Like tonight, right now, I believe is the uh, the the tail end of the baseball All Star game, and uh, we're already getting ready to see football. Mm-hmm. It's just right there over the horizon. We're so close. I just I just can't wait. It's so close. I can smell the yellow cake. <laughs> <laughs> yellow Listen, cake. And if, and if if any of our listeners out there are going to are planning. All right, Yellow Cake, listen. If any of our listeners out there are planning on going to training camp this year. All right, go ahead. John, shut up. (laughs) If any of our listeners out there are planning on going to training camp this year and uh, would like to be a field correspondent for Harry Hawk Football, send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhawkfootball.com. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, go ahead and send us an email. You can be Harry Hawk Football's on-the-field correspondent. Or as close to it as you can get without right. getting arrested. Send, send us your demo reels. Redskins fan at harryhogfootball.com. <laughs> also, we wanted to put One thing I know, guys, about the uh, training camp coming up is that Zorn is implementing a policy that guys with four plus, four or more years of experience in the NFL, not necessarily with the team, with the Redskins, but with all the NFL. Um, those guys will not have to stay in the Redskins dorm. They will be able to go home to their wife slash girlfriend, significant other, and kids every night instead of having to sleep in a, you know, stinky non-air conditioned dorm up there yeah. in Ashburn. <laughs> and players with two or more years of experience can have conjugal vid- visits at the dorm. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard All that women must be sick. out by 11 p.m. And I heard that... I heard that Casey Raybot can't watch that, or he has to pay a thousand. And I heard that Fred Smoot has um, purchased a bunch of window units for the dorm, and he's going to be jacking up the cost of uh, window air conditioning units to the rookies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Oh man! Speaking of Fred Uh, Smoot, while I'm bringing him up, did you guys see that video of him um, at the Redskins cafeteria, like going around talking to some players and stuff? Is it the same video where they made Colt Brennan dance on the table? I, I didn't see that part because I just saw a clip online, but it was probably the same video. He makes Philip Daniels a smoothie at the end. I don't know about that, dude. I didn't see that. It was that. pretty funny. Uh, what? Hey, anyway. A smooth, anyway, smoothie? A smoothie. He makes him a smoothie, and like, he hands it to Philip Daniels, and Philip Daniels like smells it, like checking to make sure he didn't put anything like nasty in there. <laughs> like his yellow cake on it, <laughs> like he didn't, like he didn't pee in there. Yeah, and, and then he he like tastes it, and he's like, "Man, this is pretty good. You did a good job on that." And then Fred Smoot's like, "Thank you, thank you." Like he was all proud of his smoothie. <laughs> I make smoothies. I can see that, dude. You know, some some players when they retire, they open bars. They are car salesmen. They sell insurance. They become some senator in North Carolina, whatever it might be. But when Fred Smooth Retires, I could see him opening Smoot Smoothies. <laughs> and he can sell desserts there, too. You know what else he could sell? What? Yellow cake. Yellow cake. <laughs> and anybody who's wondering what uh, what what this yellow cake comment is, you're going to have to go back to, you know, 100 episodes ago and start listening. 100 or so. We've lost count. Yeah, hundred or so. If, if you're really lucky, you might be able to find a picture if you look up Mark Brunel yellow cake online. 
because that's how we found it. Although the last time I checked it, the uh, the pictures had been taken down. And let's just say it has nothing to do with any radioactive material. Uh, Nothing to do with... with, Well, (laughs) John just loves to go yellow. He me up when he does that, too. Monty Coleman golf right. tournament. Oh no, we're yeah, not. Yeah, Monty about Coleman that. is that's having a golf gone. tournament. He's having a golf tournament. We're not it's talking about so that. So long, I think he already happened. So we'll move on. Monty Coleman, Monty yeah. Coleman, if you didn't hear, is having or has had, we're not sure, a golf tournament. Moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of golf, Tony Romo had the nuts to show up in the D.C. area. I don't know if it was in D.C. proper or whatever, but anyway, he showed up in the D.C. area. And teamed up with Tiger Woods in a golf tournament, celebrity golf tournament. And yeah, what is that about? Yeah. Well, anyway, there. I don't know, but but Ken Coffey showed up at the Monty Coleman tournament, and it did already happen, guys. Just one. And apparently, there was a bunch of Dallas fans that showed up in jerseys at the uh, country club there. And, um, yeah, that's what I read, and and somebody was like, "Well, I didn't think a bunch of Redskins fans is here in their jerseys." And it's like Redskins fans are too classy to go to a golf tournament in their football jerseys. Yeah, Dude. to like worship some guy. Anyway, I like the quote though. I, I forget where I found this, but one guy, uh, as Tony Roma was walking up to do his next shot, not while he was in his backswing, because that's when a Dallas fan would yell something. But as he was walking up, you know, to tee up for one of his shots, someone yelled out, "Hit it like it's December!" Pilar? <laughs> Choke. Pilar? Was Jessica Simpson there? Uh, she, she in fact, was there. I, I saw pictures at uh, SI.com. I heard uh, that he broke up with cake. her in order to hook up with T.O. <laughs> Is that incorrect? What? I heard that he broke up with Jessica Simpson this week in order to hook up with T.O. You make stuff up, dude. What? You're making that up. Well, I at least Dude. heard that he broke up with her. I made up the second part, but I thought it would, you know, bring in some more, <laughs> bring in some more listeners. <laughs> Let's just say this: Jessica Simpson is. Hold on, Jessica Simpson is Yoko Roma. <laughs> Yoko Roma, thank you, Yoko Roma. Very nice, very very nice. There you go. And I'd also like to point out: All I don't right. make anything up more than like, you know. The expert analysis at ESPN that just like makes stuff up as if it's gospel. All the yes, time. dude. But yes, dude. But we are a serious. We are a serious podcast. We are a serious media outlet here. We're not some little fly by night thing like ESPN. <laughs> yeah, we don't show ping pong for twenty four years before we get an NFL game. <laughs> oh man! Is that the emergency yodel button? That was the emergency yodel because we were we were going downhill real fast there. All right, let's go. Speaking we, uh, of speaking of cuts and of uh, people who are uh, newscasters talking about professional sports, Brian Mitchell says he was fired by the Washington Redskins um, owned ESPN nine eighty because he was criticizing the team too much. Well, that could be still, so. He's not. He's no longer on Comcast. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I didn't mention Comcast. He, as far as I know, he's still going to be uh, doing pre-game slash post-game with Comcast. Oh, good. Uh, I just this, wanted to clarify this. Yeah, this is this is actually uh, this is ESPN 980, the AM station up there. 
Um, I believe it's the flag, flagship station. It's what we get some of our uh, our stuff from here down in Tidewater. Um, now that's a red zebra. That's a red zebra station, right? That is a Redskins owned red zebra station. I believe it's their flagship station. Right. Um, they've shifted them around, but they've shifted around pretty much almost everyone that works there. Um, as far as their way the shows have worked, um, trying different pairings out and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he says he was fired for criticizing the team and that, uh, nobody ever came to him and said that he was doing a bad job or that he should stop criticizing the team. They just let him go. And which is why he gets that idea. Now we know that Brian Mitchell can complain a lot, but I can't remember him, especially because he was doing the show. He was doing the John Thompson show and they talked about all sports all the time. So I can't really remember him being any more critical about stuff than John Thompson was. Um, smoking out Koken, who does a lot of Capitals work. Um, he was on there a lot and, and he, he, he was generally kind of like a host, even though he wasn't the namesake of the show. He was kind of the guy that reined everyone in. But every now and then he would go off on tangents and really bust on something. I, I don't remember Brian Mitchell being any more, uh, any more difficult about anything than anybody else was. So, you know, he's probably right. I mean, it is Dan Snyder. Yeah, and speaking of speaking of uh, news shows, and I'll bring it up only because I, I refuse to bring up my dog, which I haven't brought up in a long time. You guys always do. <laughs> um, but from two to six p.m. Uh, apparently daily now on one hundred six point seven FM, the fan WJFK. JFK. Um, excuse me, I think it's just on Mondays from two to six p.m. Lavar Arrington and Chad Dukes for four hours. Knew you'd bring that up. There you go. It's got to be weird. Solid, yeah. WJFK is making a run at being the uh, the alternative voice to uh, radio to the official Redskins line, and uh, you know, kind of like Harry Hog Football has been doing for 173 episodes. Is Frank on there? Including today, is Frank back on WJFK, yeah. Washington Radio? I don't know if Frank is interested in doing stuff like that anymore. To be honest, I saw him on Concast a few months ago where he got. It was some kind of reunion thing with Sonny and Sam, and they all got to hang out and talk about stuff. But I think he's moved on. I don't think – I don't know if it's something that he would be interested in coming back to do. Hey, dude, when honestly. they were at the reunion – I can't speak for him. When they were at the union, was Larry hanging around like a hemorrhoid? Ugh. Was he? Well, all I can say is this. What they're, what they're up against, dude, is um, Arrington and Dukes are going to be up against the John Thompson show with uh, Doc Walker. And then they're also going to be up against the sports reporters with Andy Poland and Steve uh, Zabin. What's his name? Zabin. And they're also going to be so up they got, they got Harry Hog football. They got Doc Walker on the B. Mitch show now. Because he used to do – he was uh, yeah, see, they keep shifting stuff around like that. And, you know, they're trying to find what fits best. But, you know, it's local sports radio. Give me a break. There you go. And we've talked enough about it. Let's yeah, move let's on. Yeah, let's move forward. And um, Reinhardt. Might break through this year. What do you think, John? Didn't I already say this? I already said this. I don't this. think so. I think I said this two episodes when? ago, that I think he's going to have a huge year. Well, I believe then, uh, then Oi 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 Fish and Chips uh, agrees with you on that because he's the one that's been saying that. I didn't think we gave him, Bugle, I didn't huh? think we gave him uh-huh. enough time of day last year. Don't you remember me saying that the uh, coaching staff must – have more faith in the offensive line than everyone else and might, must be seeing something because they didn't draft anyone. Remember? And we were like, is it, one. is it big Mike Williams? Is it Chad Reinhart that's going to come through? 
they're seeing something that we're not. So that's what you hope. That's what you really hope. So hopefully, uh, we'll keep a we'll keep a sharp eye on Chad Reinhardt during uh preseason here and during training camp to see if he actually is going to be the uh, the dog I thought he was going to be when they drafted him out of whatever school it was, Northern Iowa or Central Colorado, whichever one it was, one of those double A schools. Dude, I'm pretty. He looked like he could be a, a real find in the third round. Dude, so hopefully, hopefully this is going to be the year he busts out. I'm pretty pumped about training camp. There's a lot of people that I want to see play, like in the second and third string. Like all the receivers, yep. I want to see who's going to step up. Chad Reinhardt or Mike Every Williams. Damn one. I want to see what's going uh-huh. on on the defensive line. I want to see what Arakpo does if they keep him at linebacker, like they're saying. And well, they're they're saying they're going to sh- keep shifting him around, though. He's going to be playing both. He's going to be swinging. I think that's good with Philip Daniels back. I think so too, because Philip Daniels isn't getting any younger. I know. But when he's on, he's still really good. I know he is. I mean, we knew that from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. What did he have? Four sacks against? Was it against Dallas when he had four sacks in that game? Yeah. I don't remember. Dallas. 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 Anyway, it's probably a good time to take a a quick station identification break, guys. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after, and we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. <laughs> You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. All right, dudes, we're back. Is Josh back from the John John? Gives everybody a quick, quick little jaunt to the fridge. It takes a. Hey, I wanted to put this on. This wasn't on our itinerary, but we're talking about Joe Gibbs a little bit before the break. There, Um, Joe Gibbs made, I guess, made an appearance this week, or is making an appearance this week out in Colorado at the, uh, at the what is it called? Christian Retailers Association Conference, something like that. International Christian Retail Show. So if you're out in Colorado uh, and you want to go see old Joe, go check him Andrew out. Ritz. You heard it here first on Harry Hog Football. There you hey, go. remember when we used to do the tracking or the stalking of Redskins 1? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, get, oh, we'll try yeah. to get back on that. <laughs> what was up with that? Dan Snart has been a little more sneaky about his, uh, about his tail letters. Oh, okay. I think I saw him. I think I saw him down on the Outer Banks. Did you punch him this past week? I I saw his Glex, his Glex plane or whatever it is, landing at the Mantio Airport. Did you pop him in the eye? Are you sure he wasn't uh, next to that chick wearing the Redskins bikini? I'm not sure. Not sure. It's hard. You weren't looking elsewhere. I was not looking elsewhere. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. I don't believe you event, about that, dude. I still don't believe you about that Redskins bikini. It's true. You can ask my wife. She will vouch. Anyway. Let's go into some uh, not-so-good news with the Redskins and former Redskins. Not-so-good news. Fellow Virginia Beachian. Some Virginia Beach slash Norfolkian, uh, born in Norfolk, raised or lives in Virginia Beach. Bruce Smith 
Um, yeah, as we talked about recently, he was a uh, he was arrested for DUI. Actually, he was arrested for a. Uh, I think it, I think it was DUI and for failure to take a breathalyzer, and uh, his trial was just this past week, and he was convicted. Third time's the charm because first time it got thrown out, second time he uh, was acquitted. But he uh, judge came down on him hard. You know what he gave him for his uh, third DUI, the first one he was convicted of? Oh wait, let me guess. He fined him three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, you're close. He got away, well, he would have gotten away with a 90-day jail term suspended and $440 in fines and a one-year suspension of his driver's license. And he's appealing that? He's appealing that? But no, no. This was not lenient enough for Bruce Smith, who was arrested for the third time for a DUI charge, in case I forgot to say that. No, not, not good enough for him. He is appealing. Now, did I mention this had no jail time whatsoever? No, wait a minute. He had a ninety-day he had a ninety-day suspended jail term. He uh-huh. was fined three hundred and fifty dollars for a DUI. Four forty. Four forty. Okay, she's well. The ninety, the extra ninety, was for refusing the breath test. Right. So it was three fifty for the DUI, ninety for refusing the de- the breath test, and she suspended his driver's license for a year. Right. And, Isn't that and right? He appealed that. Dude, I have a question. Doesn't he have enough money to hire? Doesn't he have enough money to hire a chauffeur for one year? Seriously, you know, doesn't he have enough money to take a cab? He can get one of those fancy cabs like they have up, you know, at the ghetto lands, like those Lincoln Town cars. He can get one of those; those are fancy. No, dude, he can buy himself a little fifty cc scooter. You don't need a license for those. (laughs) (laughs) Those little Dewey scooters. Doesn't he have the wherewithal to like not drink and then drive his vehicle? He could just drive a jazzy. Well, be- <laughs> so quite frankly, you're drinking with the jazzy. So quite frankly, everyone um, in the Virginia Beach area, at least for now, until the appeal goes through, you're safer on the roads without another drunk. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, he, this is the third time since uh, 1997. Yeah, his first one was in 1997. So this is the third time in 12 years he's gotten a DUI charge. And the first one is well, convicted of. So how many times has he been out there hammered where he couldn't – he didn't get busted? How many times has he put in people's lives in danger? Didn't I hear one time a few years ago that they found him, like, asleep at a stoplight? Did he get uh, Did he get convicted I, of that I, one? You know, I've heard rumors about that, that that's happened to him a couple times. Like, local radio people here in Tidewater had been joking about that sort of thing. Um, I guarantee – being who he is, and you know, starting this started back in the '90s when everything was hunky dory and and all smiles and everything. That I'm sure there was at least once, if not many times, where people gave him kind of a "be careful driving home" type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, Dude. you're Bruce Smith. Well, Mr. Smith, be careful, okay? I'll I'll escort you home just in case. Well, dude, supposedly. The cop, I mean, you could hear him on the videotape. The cop said, uh, oh, Bruce Smith said to the cop, I'm a former athlete. Uh-huh. And, how you like that, how he threw that out and, at him. And the cop was like, I forgot about that. And the cop was like, yeah, I understand. I, I know who you are. I know what you did in your career. And and basically, Bruce Smith was like, you know, I've got bad knees. I've had 11 knee surgeries. So, like, there's no way I could, you know, walk the heel to toe and stand on one leg or any of that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. 
So, Not that I have an You know, he was he, basically the cop said, I understand about your knees and everything. You know. So all you have to do is yeah, breathe well, his, into this. His thing. lawyers brought that up in the, in the court as well. His lawyers said that because of all his knee injuries and everything that he, he is, it is. I don't remember if they said difficult or impossible um, for him to walk. And it was in a straight well, line. It, well, basically, yeah, they right. said that his speech, his speech, um, the there was a strong smell of alcohol, is what the police officer uh, said. And that he testified that his speech was not slurred, but that he was cooperative. The only thing is, is that he didn't uh, follow directions. Apparently, they asked him to take fourteen step or to take nine steps, turn around, and he walked fourteen steps before they had to tell him to stop. Right. And then, yeah. and then apparently also he asked him to like follow his hand or follow his finger, and he couldn't follow you know the guy with his eyes or whatever. I don't know. There was something like that. So, but but no, I th- coming back to what what you were saying. Uh, about it's just not good enough for you, Bruce Smith. I mean, come on, dude. If you're driving drunk, you need to pay for it because you should not be behind the wheel. Nobody should be behind the wheel when they're when they're intoxicated. Here's another well, thing. I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't believe what a prick he is that he would say, "Oh, you know, I'm a former athlete." To actually throw that out there at the cop and then to not, you know, count his blessings that he got away with no jail time and. And and that minuscule fine for someone who's made millions of dollars, and 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 a one year suspension of his license. They weren't even going to send him to jail, and, and that be, wasn't good be, enough for him. I mean, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and be thankful that that the cops stopped you before you killed yourself or somebody oh, yeah. else or somebody else. And then, dudes, did he also say to the cop after he was like, "I couldn't walk along because I had eleven knee surgeries." Um, I can't blow into your breathalyzer because I've run so much in my career. I have, I'm short of breath. What kept him from blowing in <laughs> yeah, that? Right. That would have proved if he was drunk or not. Well, dude, that's the first yeah. thing that anybody and he's been there. He's been around the block a time or two with this, and that's the first thing they tell you is that just refuse the breathalyzer test because you know there's a lot of reasons for that. In most and states, it, it's not illegal to refuse a breathalyzer. Apparently, that's changing very quickly. But yeah, you're exactly right, Josh. That's the that's that's what pretty much every athlete is trained is told to do now. It's like don't take the breathalyzer, and you'll be able to get away with it. And and and, and they say, well, the reason is, I mean, if say you just use mouthwash and you ran out the door and two blocks from your house, house you get stopped. You know, you're going to have alcohol in your breath, and if you take the breathalyzer test. It may show that you are intoxicated from the from the breath of that alcohol. I don't know. I mean, there there are all these things, but I um, I knew somebody who uh, took the breathalyzer test and um, w- was told by his attorney, if that ever happens, never take the breathalyzer test. Always refuse it, even if you have to pay the fine. So, Unless you really don't have anything to hide and are not drunk, <laughs> yeah, exactly. then take the breathalyzer exactly. Test. So maybe you shouldn't anyway, just, you just shouldn't drink and then take the breathalyzer test. That's well, my advice. Bottom line is you shouldn't drink and get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, it's just like you shouldn't take steroids so. and then some women's fertility drugs to cover it up, Manny Ramirez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he looked a little with child when he came back to the. Doctor. Enough about Bruce Smith. Let's go to a uh, another um, uh, trouble with the law person. Another person that really got away with with a very lenient deal is Albert Hainsworth, and they 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 just got their uh, 
I guess it was just this last week where he uh, he pleaded no contest to the reckless driving charge he had back in Tennessee where he was uh, – allegedly he was passing somebody at a very high rate of speed, and that person freaked out. I think they hit the concrete barrier, and they were injured pretty badly. Uh, I don't know details on how badly they were hurt, but uh, it sounded like it was a pretty big deal and that he was going – he was reckless driving. He was going way fast. Um, and he got away with uh, – 25 hours of community service and a $5,000 charitable contribution and attending driving school. Is he appealing? But he didn't say no. He said, that's fine with me. I'll take that because, you know, it sounded like he could have gotten worse. He could have gotten jail time for that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you guys think he's going to give us – But I do like the end of the, uh, the article. I'm looking at the Yahoo article on this Hainsworth deal. And the very last line says, Circuit Court Judge Jeff Bivens told Hainsworth that he hopes the process has shown that no one is infallible. Except for Now, how tongue-in-cheek was that line when that guy was typing it? You know he was just smiling as he wrote that, like, you got to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> Dude, do you guys think Albert Hainsworth is going to give us trouble as a like problem child at the Redskins? He's, he had that stomping on the head incident. He's got this reckless driving stuff. Does he have any other incidents that you know of? Do I think he's going to be like a total bitch like Brandon Lloyd? No. Do I think he could be a problem? If the Redskins start sucking and they're like 3-7, and seven, yeah, I do think it could be a problem. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll just have to wait to see about that. And but hopefully we're not going to have to worry about that whole three and seven thing or the problem thing yeah hopefully we'll see what happens hopefully um all right and rounding out tonight's podcast um the last item of business is <laughs> that uh chris cooley filled in for peter king on si.com's <laughs> monday morning quarterback article this week we love peter king here at harry hog football i'm glad he filled in for him because peter king needs a Study up on some idiot stuff. Anyway, Peter King is one of the single-handed, or at least he thought he was one of the reasons that uh, Art Monk took so long to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, he was one of the big guys of the Hall of Fame voters, which if you don't know, the people that vote on the Hall of Fame for football and many other sports are not athletes or former athletes or coaches or anything like that. No, they're the media. And Peter King was one of those guys who did not think Art Monk had Hall of Fame credentials and fought him every step of the way. And then in year seven of Art Monk's uh, journey to the Hall of Fame, Peter King had this big turnaround and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Art Monk this year, and I think you should too. And did Art Monk make it in that year? No, because Peter King is not as badass as he thought he was with all his fellow uh, newspaper and uh, Internet writers. So, as we all know now, Art Monk did make it in last year, his eighth year of eligibility. Mm -hmm. No thanks to Peter King. And uh, that's basically why we all pretty much hate Peter King. We think he's an idiot. But anyway, he does write an article for SI.com. And this week, while Peter King is on Monday vacation. morning quarterback, right? Yeah, Monday morning quarterback. Well, um, yeah. he is apparently on vacation for a month. Must be nice. Um Yep, must be nice. Chris Cooley. <laughs> Chris Cooley wrote the article, and it was pretty entertaining if you didn't get a chance to read it. And in that article, Chris Cooley 
talks about something that me and John have had the exact same conversation about. And he talks about this whole smart ball thing about putting sensors in the football to uh, indicate whether they cross the plane and stuff of that nature. Yeah. Totally makes sense. And lasers and stuff. Put a sensor at each end of the football. Put it on the ribs that go around the middle of the football, like at the four seams. Mm-hmm. And dude. there, you know where the football is. You also is it a first to, down dude. or not? The football got a first down. You, is you it know a touchdown? Needs, the football got a first a touchdown. You also, it, you know who he needs to talk to about this to get on board with this is uh, he needs to bring in John McEnroe from the tennis world. He went through <laughs> he went through it for years about putting sensors in the lines yep. on the tennis court so that you could tell if the ball was in or out because we all know. You know, back in the day, John McEnroe was a huge arguer for my ball. The ball was in. You know, no, it was out. It was in. <laughs> you almost so said I mean, my ball was in. My ball was in. <laughs> so, I mean, they can do it in tennis. Yeah, you're right exactly right, Josh. My ball just slipped right in there. There you go. Uh, but Chris Cooley did fail to point out that they would have to put the sensor also not only along the four seams of the football but they'd have to put it around the now middle me, of it as well. Now let me let me let me uh, throw something out here. I would be for that only if. And here's the disclaimer. I would be for this if they only went to it in a situation where they were uncertain or whether it was challenged. They should not use it for every play, you know, for all of that kind of thing. I um, agree. I agree. I think that's fair. You know, if they get, if it's if it's a touchdown and it was pretty close and all the players looking at it going, yeah, it was a touchdown. They don't need to check it. You know, actually, let me Only- let me actually, I'm going to digress from that a little bit. What do you think? Like, if you've got Clinton Portis, it, it's fourth down and inches at the goal line to end a game against Dallas. Clinton on fourth down, last play of the game. You got to get a touchdown to win. Clinton Portis, they run. I don't know, counter tray. And Clint Portis is behind the guys pulling. He goes over there. Mike Sellers is in front of him, clears the lane. Clinton Portis is running towards the goal line, and he gets he gets stood up right at the goal line. But he stretches his hands out, and the tip of the football just goes across those sensors. Yeah, I'll tell but you the what, Redskins it, are out of challenges. No, I'll tell you what. In the last two minutes, in the last it's two be minutes, it would anyway. Be, it would be a booth review. Good point. All right, that's it. All so right. it would be reviewed anyway. And, you know, maybe there's another thing. You can use it as as part of your challenge. Um, you know, maybe you have a smart ball challenge where they, they give you two of those in a game or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of possibilities there. But I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's something we have the technology. You know, some people say, no, I don't want any change. We need to play football like we've all played. Yeah, th- that's fine. But you know what? The You know, what what history has shown is – whether we like it or not, technologies advance every year, whether we see it or realize it or not. I mean, look at, look at, you know, football from way back in the day where they play with a piece of leather wrapped around their head. Now we have helmets <laughs> that protect people's heads. You know, hey, that's a really good can, point though, dude. It's, it's serious. And, and, you know, I think it would be kind of cool actually to go a step further from what you're saying is, is if you cross the goal, the plane with the ball, and and it's still an active thing. Then you know why don't you have a light come up on the goalposts? Sure, kind of like in hockey. I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but why not? It crosses, the light comes on, bang, you know it's a touchdown. But then yeah, again, no you question. can come back and say, well, was the play already blown dead by the referees? Right. 
Yeah. But, well, dude, that's... I think that's a really good thing. I think, yeah, absolutely. We should definitely be using more technology like that. I'm glad. That... I think it's I think it's worth exploring because we've yeah. all been there, um, Tampa Bay, when certain balls we know did not cross the goal mm-hmm. and – and they were given the touchdown on, on this place. So, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, you know, it's something that I think that the National Football League should explore in the next couple of years, and we'll leave it at that. Cyberball. And I think they will. I think the new commissioner, well, he's not new anymore, but I think the commissioner, Goodell, is is very open to trying a lot of things. You know, he's looking at expanding the regular season and getting rid of preseason games and things of that nature. So I I think it's good. I think he's he's definitely – you know, I think football is lucky to have someone like him and not someone like baseball has with Bud Selig, who is – it's like pulling it, – it's like a, an animal sinking in the tar back in, you know, dinosaur times, trying to claw its way out is, is, is the equivalent of trying to get anything to happen in baseball that's new and, and you know, make actually makes sense because it's so steeped in quote-unquote tradition. Dudes. Because, you know, they just get brought in instant replay on home runs only just last year. You know, the the NFL has been way ahead of the times with that, and I think they should continue to work on that thing. I still don't think they're seriously going to ever do anything like that in our lifetime. Anyway. I think they could. They could. I think I they mean, could. Te- you know, we may just have to worry about Aaron's favorite new football team or league. The U- what is it called? The United Football League, the UFL? <laughs> I didn't even know what it was until you guys were talking about it. <laughs> I almost called it the UFC. It might as well. Well, they're going to change the name of the NFL when they get the smart <laughs> yeah. ball to Cyberball 2000. Cyberball. Anyway, um, if you didn't read the Chris Cooley article, he cuts on Donovan McNabb um, and any other sports person that tries to write. and Including he, uh, himself. Huh? Including himself. Including himself. You got to be able to. You got to be able to joke yourself. Yeah. He's very good at, at, at keeping his tongue in cheek with that whole thing with with busting on football players, but busting on himself as well. And he tries. The thing is, he's, he's right. as we know, he's he's much better at writing than most football players are. And he tries to promote his favorite sandwich, which apparently is ham, mustard, and peanut butter. That sounds so nasty. <laughs> he apparently says it's awesome. He said there's something magical about those three ingredients put together. To, to quote Damn Aaron, mustard and peanut butter? Man, to quote Aaron back in high school, puke nasty! What? <laughs> puke nasty! I don't even know what you just said. You're like clipping the mic. I said puke nasty, dude. That you used to say all the time. You'd be like, puke nasty! <laughs> I don't remember ever saying <laughs> Except that. Except you'd say it like this, puke nasty! Anyway, I would say, man, that's nasty. All right. Well, dude, that that was that was the like we were talking about how things you know evolve over time, like like instant replay. That was the evolution of puke nasty ended up becoming nasty. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have anything else to add? I think that pretty much about wraps it up for tonight. I yeah, I got one so more. Th- <laughs> I got one more thing. Talk, talking about t- technology and getting with the times, Harry Hogg's now on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, our username on Twitter is Harry Hogg. So, uh, Sweet. So if you want to Twitter with Harry Hogg. Whatever that means. Get on it. <laughs> if you want to you you Twitter with Harry follow Hogg. Follow us on Twitter. You want to Twitter Harry Hogg? <laughs> <laughs> and remember that Twitter is H-A-R-R-Y Hogg football. 
I'm still not a... But our Twitter name is Harry Hog, H-A-R-R-Y-H-O-G. Just I'm so still you know. not quite sure what Twitter is, so Josh will be handling those Twitter duties. <laughs> and if you guys one, one day Aaron will have texting as well. If you guys Yeah, you'll you'll figure it out someday. If you guys Aaron. enjoy that type of thing, go ahead and twit with Harry Hog. <laughs> <laughs> I think he means he means tweet, everybody tweet. out there. Oh man. And speaking Don't... of technology, also the Harry Hog Fantasy Football League is up and running. I've got a few invites sitting here ready to send out at any moment to a few new members this year, but there are still a couple of slots available. If you want to be in the Harry Hog Fantasy Football League, uh, we go through yahoo.com. Um, that is the one we go through every year now. And and if you want to be involved, I know Simon out in the UK sent me an invite. I think I sent you one, but I'm going to send you another one. Make sure you get this because you were in here last year. And uh, I know we've got at least a couple open spots um, still to go. So if you are interested, go ahead and send them on in. And if we get enough uh, interest in the Fantasy Football League, I will start a second league if we have enough people. We're not at that point yet. But if enough people ask, we will go there. And once again, I'd like to thank everyone who sent in endearing emails about the fart episodes that we still get at least one email a week about. And for you, mm-hmm. And for you people, here it is again. <laughs> Dude, that keeps the ratings up. What can I say? <laughs> Excellent. Oh, man. Excellent. I just that's... saw a rating spike just by you I playing that. Man, that's do do what do it one more time, please. Alright, yeah, we gotta bring up our ratings so we don't get cancelled. We don't get kicked off of iTunes. Here we go, here we go. There it is. Nice, nice. It's like a natural Speaking of... disaster. Speaking of bringing up our ratings, we do have something in the works with a, uh, with a, what is it, a live 365 station, um, where Harry Hog Football may be, uh, may be running on that. We'll give you some more updates on that in the next week or two. And. Yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, it's gonna be a local, it, it covers a lot of DC and, uh, Nova, uh, Maryland area sports, um, big stuff and little stuff, and, and we're talking with them about getting our podcast on there. In other words, so actually you guys they. will be able to hear us on there. Do, Actually, they have approached us about putting the podcast yeah. on. We just need to. We just need to get. The In other words, we're right going to be a so. syndicated show. There you go. After one hundred and seven. After one hundred and seventy-four episodes and seven dollars and thirteen cents that we've made, that's excellent. Dude, we made seven. Are you holding out on us? <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I also wanted to point out in closing. That if you guys haven't checked out redskinsbook.com, go ahead and check it out. It's kind of like Facebook for Redskins fans. That's right. We are getting more users uh, weekly on that. So That's right. uh, that is us. That is it one is us. And the same. And it's free. Go to redskinsbook.com, and in the next couple months, we'll be uh, seamlessly integrating that with our Harry Hog Football website. Yes, we yes, will. Sir. Anyway, if if you guys don't have anything else to say, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Until next time, hail to the Redskins. And as always, hail to the Redskins. Hail. If you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Joke Joke
Yeah, seven dollars and thirteen cents. That's almost enough to buy beer at FedEx. Be my Yokohama. Man.